This is an Ace Radio podcast. Welcome to the Women of Influence special series, 100 Women in 100 Days, celebrating strong, resilient women from all walks of life. Here's Kate with today's episode. Leah, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm blown away. I had a look at some of the other people that you interviewed and I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, you've got two Instagrams running and I'm not sure when it was that I started following your journey, your awareness uh, Instagram account being Leah. Can you tell us when you started, when you set that up and why you got started with that? Yeah, so I set up being Leah about mm, five years ago, I think. Um, So I guess there's a whole story before that, but I was really um, in denial about having my condition, Friedrich's ataxia. Um, And then about five years ago, I just thought, well, I need to get this out in the open if there's going to be any kind of change and that's when I started my Instagram account. So let's call it Friedrichs for the moment because um, for me, I we have a connection um, through Simpson. That's kind of our connection there. And I remember friends and my mum even saying, oh, um, Joel's partner, Joel's wife, you know, has got this disease. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's not good. Like, it's not right. good. So let's start with what this is, Leah. It, and it's not who you are. It's what's going on running alongside you, isn't it, really? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So... It's a um, genetic neurological disease or condition is what I call it because I don't like the word disease. Yep. Um, so it's called Friedrich's ataxia and everyone calls it FA for short. Um, so it's degenerative, so it does get worse over time. Um, so it starts off... I'll go back to my first symptoms. So just feeling unsteady on my feet, um, unbalanced, and then it progresses to, you know, losing the ability to walk. Um, The muscles in your throat weaken, so you lose the ability to talk clearly. Um, Eating becomes hard because you don't have those muscles to swallow certain foods. Um, Yeah, so it affects everything. The heart muscle is really affected by FA um, and that's something that you can't see. Um, But, yes, so I've got mild cardiomyopathy, which is a heart condition. Yeah. Yeah. So before this, help me out, you were a school teacher? No? Yes. So you're a school teacher. So this amazing life, married the man of your dreams, couple of kids that are beautiful, and this comes along. So 
I mean, I follow you on Instagram and I go, would you look at this woman? Um, and, and there was a post recently... And because you lived Geelong Way, we'll say Geelong Way, there was a post that you talked about, Leah, and it was um, you were on a scooter and you you spoke about, I don't feel comfortable driving around this baby where I live, but where I'm holidaying right now, I feel like completely fine. You are a young woman. I feel like we're about the same age. You're probably younger than me. How old are you? I'm 37. Yeah, a little bit younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so how are you How are you dealing with this conflict, I guess, of um, your body's doing one thing, but you're this amazing, bright, vibrant wife and mother woman? Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Um, that's been really hard. So I guess, you know, I was diagnosed when I was 17 in year 12. Um, I'd already applied for university to do primary school teaching and arts. Um, so when I was first diagnosed, I went into complete denial. So I received that diagnosis and that was it. I didn't want to hear about it again. So I went to uni, became a primary school teacher, worked, um, met Joel, got married, and then then I had Miller. So I stopped teaching and still in denial. So I had Miller when I was 26. So that was nine years after diagnosis. Is that right? No. But, oh. I'm lost. That's um, okay. That's okay. We get it. So um, 17. 2021, 20, 23. How old did you say? 26 is when I had my life. So, <laughs> We're looking yeah. about eight-ish years. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. That, that, that. I really should know my <laughs> Um Yeah, so I was still in denial and then um, I had Chad, my little boy, so when I was 28 um still in denial you know I wanted to be that young mum that you know went around and did everything with the kids and took them to Jimbaroo and the playground and the play centers so I guess I used I used to use their pram as a bit of a walking frame so their pram would steady me on my feet Um, And then I got to 30 and I broke my ankle. So um, it's a bit of a funny story, but I saw a spider and got a fright and fell over and broke my ankle. And that was the turning point in my life um, because obviously having this disease or condition where my walking wasn't great, I I couldn't use crutches with a broken foot, so I had to use a wheelchair. Um, and really quickly, I had to accept that I needed help. So, um, yeah, I was in hospital in Melbourne for about three weeks and then um, a rehab centre I went to, but I didn't stay there for very long because I wanted to come home and see my family. So, yeah, I came back to Geelong from Melbourne and decided to rehabilitate myself. So, yeah, breaking my ankle, I couldn't walk. 
So I had to relearn all that stuff again. And, yeah, that was the turning point. So you said earlier it's genetic. Is um, your someone in your family before you? So was that a, a parent or an aunt? Yeah, so um, both of my parents are carriers, um, but they don't have FA. So one in 90 people are carriers. Um, so it's quite common to be carrier and then to have children with their conditions. So you need two carriers to have children and then there's a one in four chance of those children having their condition. And I got it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas I, I'm the only one in my family to have it. Leah, and we're just meeting for the first time. I feel like we've we we don't know each other <laughs> but there's yeah, been this yeah. connection and i yeah. so the hard questions i guess for people that that don't know um much about this condition or or much about where you are in your world and space now i'm curious then to look at where your headspace is if you lived in a place of denial like this isn't actually going to get that bad or this is so where are you mentally now? Do you, is the mind as much as the body important? Oh, so important, more important. It's amazing. So right now my mind is in a great spot, um, but it's taken like 20 years to get here. And I think I'm I'm still working on that every day. Um, but when I when I started accepting things when I was age 30, um, I became such a happier person. So I never forget when I was, when I first had kids, you know, in my late twenties. And I used to think that one day I would need to drop them off at school in prep. And in my head, I was like, I can't do that. There is no way I'm ever going to use a walking frame or a walking stick or a wheelchair. So in my mind, it sounds absolutely crazy, but the world would end before I had to do that. And then all of a sudden that day was here and yeah, I never forget it. So luckily it was here after you know that age 30 had come and I'd broken my ankle and learned to accept a few things so I took Miller to her first day of prep using a walker and I never forget the feeling I was shaking I thought I was going to pass out it was awful but I did it and ever since that day I just kept going and kept going and you know, I have lots of psychology kind of spurts. So I'll go and see a psychologist for a few months and talk about different issues because, you know, it is getting worse. Each each week it's getting worse. So, you know, now I'm starting to accept that I've got to use a wheelchair sometimes or my scooter, which you mentioned before, how I can't So, by the way, that was one of my favourite posts, mainly because I think you've got to... You've got to be either surrounded or be in a space where you can be 
so comfortable with yourself without that worrying about what other people will think or look at you. And yeah. for me, I just thought, how do, how do we keep you in this bubble then? How do we keep you in that space of like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, and it, it is getting there. So funny we're talking about this because when I finish up with you, I've got an appointment with my OT and I'm actually going to talk to her about getting a scooter for Geelong. So I've got one um, where we holiday um, and I'm happy with that there. But I think I need one here just so I can walk to school with the kids before they get too old. I never want to get to an age and regret not doing things because of my own mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I might buy one today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining this young woman going in. It'd be like buying a car, I imagine. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we will yeah, not have a flag I yet. <laughs> I don't want a blue one. <laughs> As you should, you know, if you're going to do it, you do it in style and that's what you're doing. Leah, I have a hard question. It's hard to ask. Mm. How bad is this going to get? You talk about losing the the voice. You talk Mm. about um, the heart. Mm. What is, can you tell me the prognosis? What are we, what are we talking about here? So when I was diagnosed at 17, I Googled FA as everyone does. They Googled their health concern and it said that my life expectancy was 35. Um, so I'm 37 now. Um, so I've beaten that, which is great. Um, uh, so, yeah, FA is is as serious and bad as what I make, what I say it is. So, um Oh, how do I say it? So I can feel the muscles in my throat are getting weaker. Um, I eat certain food because I know that it's easier to swallow. And, yeah, so all all that stuff is getting progressively worse. And the heart, yes, so that does get worse. And many people with FA pass away from a heart condition. Um, so I guess that's the reason why I'm doing this, trying to raise awareness, trying to raise money for a cure or a treatment. A treatment would be amazing. Just something to slow it down or stop it where it is. I just, I don't want to get worse. I don't want to leave my kids without a mum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Leah, how do you tell a potential partner going to be then a potential husband this is this is a part of you you this is what you're going when you fall in love with me this is what you're signing up for yes yeah, so when i met joel um we were quite good friends and he was actually one of the first people that i told about my diagnosis but that was a few years before we actually got together. So when we got together, he knew about this and I did not sugarcoat any of it. So I said, this is what is meant to happen. I, it might not, but it could. Um, and I guess back then 
I didn't really have many symptoms. So it's really hard to believe when you, you know, Joel and I got together at 21. It's really hard to believe back then that, you know, you could end up relying on the use of a wheelchair and not be able to talk very well and, you know, pass away quite young. Is I don't know, you just don't believe it's real. Yep. Um, and so we did, you know, he, we decided that it was okay. But one thing he did do, so he went and got the genetic testing to make sure or to find out whether he carried the FA gene. Because if he did carry it, there was a wonderful chance that our kids would have it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't carry it, which is so good. So there's no chance that we can pass this disease on to one of our kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I guess, you know, things don't change overnight, which is great. So I don't wake up one day and not be able to walk. It's a very slow progression in my case, which is, I'm so lucky that it is, um, yeah you know I'm still walking now even though I do need assistance and I am still talking and I can still have a coffee and drink it and but yeah they're all things that might change but you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Leah I feel like we're talking to you for two reasons we're talking to you to get to know this incredible human in front of us, but we're talking to you because we need a treatment. We mm. need we need something that, um, and we need people to know about it. I guess is that. I, so I have not heard about this until yeah. you. So yeah. we, yeah, we have a lot of work to do. Awareness is so important because people are not going to fundraise and give money to a condition that they're not aware of. So awareness is number one in my eyes. And I've had quite a few people say to me, you know, we just need to raise money. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to happen if people don't know about this. And yeah, that's what I decided, you know, five years ago when I started this Instagram account. I'm like, I've got to put myself out there. I need to be that girl in Geelong that walks down Paco with her walking frame and everyone stares at and goes, well, what's going on with her? Why is she a young girl using a walking frame? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's... we um. Awareness is everything and that's what this, hopefully, um, once we get sharing this near and far is what we hope to achieve with you. Leah, what about these beautiful children of yours? How much, how much do they know? Do they know everything? What do, they, what do you tell them? They've got, they know no different either. So they love you regardless if you've got a walking stick or a scooter or a wheelchair yeah. or they couldn't care less, I'd imagine. Yeah, so um, there's never been a time where I've sat down with my kids and told them about FA. It just kind of evolved with them. So, you know, they've grown up with their mum being a little bit different to everyone else's mum, but to them I'm normal and I'm mum. Um, 
you know, Miller's in grade six now, so she is getting a lot more aware of things. Um, so she has asked a few questions like, are you, are you going to be okay? And I guess I always said my kids, I'm not sick. I'm just a little bit different. So I don't, uh, and I, I believe that I'm not sick. Yeah. I don't feel sick. I just need a bit of support when it comes to walking and doing a few activities. Um, so I haven't mentioned, you know, life expectancies or anything to mm. my kids. I feel it's something they don't need to know. They, they're too young and they don't need that worry. Um, but yeah, they're aware of quite a few things, you know. My my son is a big thinker so because uh, I fall over a lot at home when I'm doing something too quickly, like trying to do the washing and tidy up and I fall over and he just, he stares at me and he can just, you can see him thinking about what, what's going on here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I apologize if any of my questions are too um, heavy or, or too deeply, or and it is because we're just kind of meeting each other and it's um, getting yeah. to know each other, and then we're like skipping all the coffees and wines that you would have maybe had in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, nothing, nothing is too deep. Yeah, Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty good with that now. Yeah. So late at night, then Leah, late at night when it catches you every now and again. I mean, what, what are your what are your biggest fears? Um, my biggest fear is um, losing my independence completely. Um, so I'm a really independent person and very organised. Um, and I get really frustrated that my body won't keep up with my mind because my mind is so fast and organized. So yeah, my biggest fear is losing complete independence. Yeah. Mm. I don't, to be honest, I don't have a fear of passing away because I don't feel it's going to happen from FA. Yeah. Yeah, I might, I don't know, we're all, you know, we're all going to die someday. And that's how I look at it. I don't think FA is going to do that to me. So I'm not scared of that. But yeah, I just don't want to lose complete independence. We mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast in terms of it, it's we have this FA that runs one side of you and then we have Leah, the mind is the other. So what's Leah into? And and um, I might be leading a little bit, but you've got a natural knack for um, interior design, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say. So, yeah, what's Leah doing? Because I don't imagine either that you're sitting around every day going, oh, my God, FA does this and FA does that. I mean, I, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, you've got you've got an OT appointment at 11.30 today and you'll have speech or you'll have um, Pilates and lots of physical work. 
but Leah's not sitting around thinking about FA all day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do love interior um, design and styling. So Joel, my husband, is really into building and design, and then I love buying all the interiors. So that is something I love. Um, and look at you light up. People can't see you now, but you're literally like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love shopping. Oh my goodness so much I'm really bad so even now I was waiting for you to send me the link to this podcast and I was on country road and <laughs> my spend and save that came out today so I'm buying all new canisters for my kitchen and yes yeah, so I love shopping yeah yeah um I work I've got a couple of jobs I love work and makes it gives me purpose so I do some bookkeeping and account work for a company in Geelong and I've also got my own business, so I do that. Um, yeah, there's so much. You so better much. give your own business a plug, by the way. You can't appear on the yeah. Women of Influence and then yeah, just so speak about FA. <laughs> yeah, 12 months ago I started my own business, so I'm selling reusable cups and drink bottles that are disability friendly so they don't spill because I love getting a takeaway coffee, but I always spill it. So I started, um, I designed these cups and started selling them and $5 from each cup goes to Farah, which is a Frederick's Ataxia Research Association. And they're working really hard to find a treatment or a cure for FA. So last year I donated 15000 to Holy Shoma. Holy wow. Yeah. 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 Which was amazing. I, considering the year that we had with COVID and everything, yeah, it was great. So hopefully I can do that and more. So tell me about tell me, tell me about these cups. So um, you've designed them. You had have you had to go down the patent road getting them patent and and no, is that something in the future that. or what are you looking at? Yeah, so Don't I, anyone listen to this steal her design by the way. <laughs> Give us some time. To be honest, I'm so not business minded. So Jolly's my husband and he always says that kind of thing. I'm like, oh no, it's fine. People were, people aren't mean enough to copy or steal. Um, but yeah, so this is. I'm gonna get on the. I'm gonna have to get on the phone to Joel at some point. And go, could you just get that sorted out? For yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. This design. They had something similar um, at the supplier that I went through, and I just tweaked it a little bit to make it my own. Yeah. Um. And they call or the brand is called Ruby Seven, which is Mila, my little girl. That's her middle name, Ruby. And then Seven is Chad's middle name, my son. Great. So Ruby Seven and yeah. Perfect. Mm. When you're so my son, so you know where the place that I'm coming from here has autism. And so I spend um, as much time as I can in the neurodiversity world and um, always thinking about inclusion. Now, you've just talked about a cup. You're walking with a um, walker or moving into a scooter now. How are you feeling in terms of are we – 
doing enough? Or do we need to make some improvements? You're in Geelong at the moment, getting out to country areas. Are we as, as accessible as you would like so you can feel comfortable amongst your equipment? Um, I think we've made a lot of improvements in that area. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I think so. I think we're we're doing the right thing and we're still we're still working on it. But it's funny because I I've been spending a lot of time down, you know, your area, so Warrnambool and Surround, and I find that so much more accessible than Geelong. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we've still got work to do, but yes, definitely on the way. If there was one thing that you needed people to know in terms of the awareness, but more personally from you, Leah, Mm. what would you say? What do you need people to know about this condition? Uh Wow, that's a big one. Oh, golly. Um um oh wow i've got so many things flying around my head at the moment well know Um, that you can't say anything wrong yeah (laughs) well so many things but i guess never judge a book by its cover i guess um and always be kind and you never know what someone else is going through so many things, so many things. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, just because I use a walking frame or it's good or I do things quite slow or I speak differently to the majority or I cut up my food differently, it doesn't make me a it doesn't make me less of a person. You know, I'm still, I'm still a mum and a wife and a daughter and a sister and a friend and an employee and an employer and all this stuff. And I don't know. He's, yeah. So that makes sense. 100%. That- that question makes me a bit emotional. Isn't that funny? Like all those other questions you asked me, I didn't really get emotional, but that question makes me a bit teary. Is yeah. that because we need people to see more than the body in front yeah. of you? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say anymore. I might start crying. That's okay. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I I don't know how many episodes I have either bawled, bawled, or got off at the end of the episode and bawled and bawled, yeah. crying. I think at least. Um, oh look, I just uh, crying is for me daily. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. 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 Leah, thank you for joining us, number one, on the podcast. But number two, just being so honest about it, just honest about who you are and this condition that you live with. 
um, I'm conscious too of beautiful family that you have and in-laws and things like that. Is do, I'd love you to mention them just because I know that they all adore you and, and um, extended friends and things are so, and I say so, just so proud of you. I think you're yeah. someone that they are just so proud of. Yeah, I'm so lucky. The support I have from, like, Joel's family, um, yeah, his mum, dad, his sisters are, like, amazing. His brother and girlfriend are, like, two of my best friends. Um, Just, yeah, there's no one in this world that isn't amazing to me, and I'm so lucky. Um. Yeah, I've got an event on Saturday with all of my fam or all of Joel's family. And I've spoken to them all and said that I think I might need to use a wheelchair that day because it's quite a big day. And they're so beautiful. His sisters are like, oh, we'll push you, we'll help you. And I'm so lucky to have that. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't think they care. They didn't, wouldn't care, would they? They would rather push you and help you yeah, than no, see you just... not go or not be involved. Yeah. yeah. No, they're amazing. I'm very lucky. And Joel's amazing and, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say to Joel and the kids? Um, Just thank you for loving me for who I am. And, yeah, that's all really. They, no matter how many times I fall over or choke on my food or, I don't know, they just love and adore me no matter what. And, yeah, (laughs) I hope that never changes. I don't think it will. Hey, Leah, thank you so much for joining us again. It just was... Just was the best. You're everything that I've ever heard about you, actually, which is oh, I just heard you. You, you got a lovely, you know, like she's just brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, um, yeah, I'm very honoured that you chose me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Loved the episode? Like and review us on your favourite podcast app and share with your friends on social media. Want to nominate? That's great. Hit us up with your nomination at aceradio.com.au and don't forget to join us in the Women of Influence Facebook group for all the the behind-the-scenes action.